Welcome, everybody, to the whitest walkers you know. The Game of Thrones podcast right here from theother98.com. My name is Rush Hannigan. I'm joined today by none other than Jay Arnold. Hey, uh, I love that bat gam you got going on there. I figure Nick does it a lot, so I figured I'll just roll with it and keep it going. (laughs) That's fair. We usually bring you football podcasts, basketball podcasts, but today we start our new venture because Jay and I couldn't be more excited in Game of Thrones, which begins on April 14th. Jay, you just got done watching all the old episodes. Did it pump you up? I am super excited, but also super nervous because I know a lot of people are about to die. Who would be the number one option to die on episode one? I'm going to say uh, either Beric Dondarrion or uh, Tormund Giantsbane. Okay. Is that the, they, were, they were up at the, at the wall, weren't they, whenever the wall came down? So, yeah, that's, that's something that's been interesting because they were up at the wall when, when the White Walkers came, when the dragon came and just tore down the wall. But we've seen them in the previews. So they survived somehow. Right. Who knows how but, they but did. For the question is, how long did they survive? Well, yeah, but if they survived that, you got to assume they're going to make it a little bit longer, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess a little uh, lesser known character we could throw out there is uh, Dolores Ed, who was also up at the wall there. We didn't see much of him in the previews. Deep cut. Don't know who that deep is. Deep cut. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Who, I got the I got the deep knowledge. Who, who is that? Uh, so he's one of John's friends from the Night's Watch. He's the guy that's uh, kind of a really dour man. Uh, he commanded the, at the top of the wall whenever John went down during the battle against the Wildlings. Okay. I'll take your word for it. That, I, I know myself. That's why you're here. I'm just the person who facilitates your really intense knowledge of Game of Thrones. Yeah, you're the, you're the filthy casual here. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the deep cut guy. Exactly. And I like that. I'll take that and, uh, and roll with it. So... If we're going to look at this, the season comes out, like we said, on April 14th. There's six episodes. This today is our just preview episode of, of the season coming up, looking at the main characters, guessing what's going to happen. Uh, but we have six episodes coming out. And interesting, they're pretty long. They're all more or less, I mean, almost a movie. We've got 54 minutes, 58 minutes, 60 minutes, 78 minutes. And then two, the last two episodes are 80 minutes each for an average of 68 minutes and 20 seconds per episode. That's a long time to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised that the first two episodes are as short as they were. I was honestly expecting them to all be over an hour. Yeah. Six episodes just seems so short to wrap up everything. Yeah, there's so many different intertwining storylines. Yes. Uh, you have a lot of characters that are still going to come back together. Speaking of, we're going to get some fun reunions before the, the White Walkers really start coming south and, and messing things up for everybody. Let's talk about that right now, uh, but let's do it faction by faction. So right. starting out with the least liked faction of all, the Lannisters. So the Lannisters, let's start with number one. The only person right now on the Iron Throne is Cersei. Right. So Cersei's pregnant. She. I, I don't think she is. You think I'll she's be lying? I'll honest with you. I think she's lying. I don't know. 
We're, I think she's 100% faking it. Trying, she was trying to keep Jamie uh, in line, and in the end, that didn't work out either. But I, I think she was she was just playing the pregnancy card of sympathy, especially because we uh, are we going to talk about the uh, the prophecy here. Not not quite. Uh, well, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring up the prophecy. I'll read them out for you. Prophecy one, the queen you shall be until there comes another younger and more beautiful to cast you down and take all that you hold dear, which is pretty foreboding. Well, I think she thought it would be Marjorie, and it's kind of why she's been so protective of the throne, because uh, I think that that prophecy is stuck with her a little bit. I mean, when you when you look at the way she's kind of acted... Uh, I mean, she she was claws out whenever Marjorie was around. Well, she and was. Part of that's, it, and that's interesting. That's an interesting take because to me, I never understood why she was so anti-Marjorie. But I thought I, I had assumed it was mostly because she didn't want her with her son, and she just thought that Marjorie was was a threat to her son's throne. But you're thinking that that is the reason why she was so. Anti-Marjorie was because she was uh, thinking about the prophecy at the time? Yeah, that's uh, my opinion of it. I think she was just kind of really worried about that prophecy, how Marjorie was the young queen who was going to cast her down. And it uh, didn't really go over well no. in her mind. I mean, having your son jump out the window because of something you did, not a great outcome. Uh but the next prophecy, will the king and I have children? Uh, and the witch said, I, six and ten for him and three for you, right? So that, that was true. And then finally, the third prophecy, gold shall be their crowns and gold their shrouds. And when your tears have drowned you, the Volunkar shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat and choke the life from you. Which... What's the Volunkar? Do you know? It's the the little brother. So there's been a lot of uh, a lot of talk about this. Whether it's going to be Tyrion. I mean, everyone pretty much expects it to be Tyrion that kills her. But uh, Jamie is younger. I think. Yeah, Jamie is technically the younger. Oh. Uh, he, he came out second of the two twins. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So and maybe that could be the reason why she's so anti. Tyrion, besides other reasons as well, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Tyrion being a dwarf and then killing their mother in childbirth. Uh, she is uh, not a fan of Tyrion and never has been. <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, so that's that's Cersei right now. Do you have any expectations for her season? How she's gonna how it's gonna go down? I mean, I think I think she's dead. Uh, that's that's pretty honest. Uh, Jamie's already dipped out of there. He's headed north. He's probably going to be at the Battle of Winterfell whenever the White Walkers get there. Uh, so pretty much her only ally she has now that's notable is uh, you got Maester Kyburn and then you got Euron Greyjoy. That's it that she has. Right. Uh, who uh, Euron Greyjoy is going to Essos to, to get the, uh, I believe they're called the Golden Company. Yes. Uh, so a group of uh, mercenaries try to bring him back over. Uh which, as we know, uh, she doesn't have a lot of allies, so she's going to need all the help she can get. Right. The one thing I will say about the Golden Company is in the books, uh, I believe they were founded by a Targaryen. So there's a lot of strong Targaryen ties there. Okay. Uh, I could bring up something where 
maybe the Golden Company breaks their vow for the first time and goes over to the Targaryen cause whenever they realize who who is uh, leading that army. I just, I don't know. I think you're writing off Jamie too quickly. But I think we saw him in the, uh, we saw him in the, in the preview, in the in the trailer, he's at the Battle of Winterfell, so he's already dipped out on on Cersei. Yeah, he might come back. We'll see. Okay, and and you're thinking that Jamie will be her demise. That's your expectation. That's my expectation. I mean, okay, he's he's already uh, killed a monarch that was threatened to blow up everything once, and I could see uh, it playing out in a similar fashion where Cersei doesn't want anyone to have the Iron Throne if she can't have it, and uh, Jamie has to do what's best for the nation. Right, and and speaking of Jamie, so Jamie felt betrayed by Cersei, obviously. He felt that, that when they came together and they wanted her help, and then she went against it and basically said, you know, yeah, I'll help you, but uh, I'm not sending anybody in reality because Euron left to obviously go get, go get that golden company. So he left in that last episode. We didn't know where he was going. We know in the previews a little bit that he's going to be at the better of Winterfell, but he still has some love for Tyrion, right? And and so the one person with love for Tyrion from the Lannisters is Jaime. But will that outweigh, I guess, the betrayal, or, or will that you know will that take over for uh, for his love for 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 Cersei? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic play out. Uh, I think it does help Tyrion's case a little bit. Whenever in season seven, uh, Jamie went to Highgarden, and Elena Tyrell admitted that she was the one that poisoned right. Joffrey. Yeah, I think that helped his cause a little bit. I think uh, Jamie isn't as mad at Tyrion as he would have been because uh, I, I really don't think either of them truly loved their father that much. Oh, yeah, definitely uh, not. I think, I think uh, they were... I mean, there was still something there, but, but Jamie I think, definitely I think they were ready to get rid of Taiwan. Yeah, but Jamie, I think, definitely didn't love his father, particularly because of the way he treated Tyrion, right? That's what, Yeah, I think that, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Now, on the Lannister side, though, all their kids, dead. But that means we've had... Dead. To, they're dead. Dead. They're dead. They're not coming back. <laughs> But that means we have, they might come back as, as White Walkers. We don't know. That would be interesting. Hot take. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, that, that would be pretty interesting to see. But what to me is going to be interesting is the prophecy said three kids, right? Like you mentioned, they've already had three. They had Joffrey. They had, uh, was it Torin? Is that his name? No, no, no. Uh, Tommen. Tommen, thank you. And then uh, the the, fee- the girl, little girl. Marcella. Thank you, Marcella. And all of them are dead now, which means the prophecies... They're dead. They're, the prophecies have been correct. So she's not pregnant. That's your guess. Yeah, my guess is that she was faking that. Either that or she has a miscarriage. One of the, one of the two. Or she's I dead before... I don't see her. Yeah. Yeah, or she's dead before she has the child. I don't, I don't see her actually having the kid there. Finally, how do you feel about... Uh, for Jamie's sake, how do you feel about Bronn? Where's Bronn going to come into this? Or Willie? Yeah, that's tough because Bronn, Bronn's, uh, Bronn's two guys were, were Jamie and Tyrion. Yep. And if both of them are gone, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how good a shape Bronn's in. I don't know. What's if, more uh, important to Bronn, though, money or loyalty? Because if Cersei pays Bronn enough, will he stay? Well, the thing is, I don't know that 
Cersei's going to trust Braun anyway. So she might just got get him snipped. He might be one of the first ones out, if we're being honest. Nah, he's going to duck out. He's going to duck out and go with Jamie wherever he goes. I mean, that's the most likely option, but yeah. I still... If he if he doesn't know, so right now Euron also fighting for the Lannisters, obviously hoping for that kingship, but also holding on to Yara currently, and it's been pretty much leaked that Yara is likely still alive. Are you thinking that she's still around, or did he kill her? Well, and at the end of season seven, uh, Theon said that they were going to go try to rescue her. So right, uh, I think she might still be alive, but that's. Uh, that's not going to be a good dynamic there. How'd you feel about that fight when Theon was... I just f- jumped off the side of the boat. <laughs> well, well, no. That, he, pulled, he pulled a Tommen. That fight was great. Just dipped out of there. That was incredible. But no, the fight when he came back into, I guess, prominence with the, with the Iron Fleet commander, whoever that was, right, that he got into the fight and they wouldn't respect him until he kicked him in the nuts and then he finally won the fight and they all followed oh, yeah, him. yeah, at the end. Yeah. Here's the thing about that kick that kick to the uh, knackers there. Yeah. Uh, I don't really get that because even if it's gone, like even if he's a eunuch now. It hurts. Uh, that, that's still going to hurt, bud. Yes. Like you're not just going to take that like that. Right. That's, <laughs> that's my problem with that whole scene. It's like it's like when, you, when they show fights where females get hit. Uh, right in the crotch, it's like that's still a kick to your body, and it doesn't feel good. No, so I don't know. Like, cool, he's back in favor, but whatever. I, I like. I begin to wonder if like these people have never actually been struck in their life, and they think it just completely changes it. Yeah, I I, I can't understand the the reasoning behind it. <laughs> it's almost as if they'd never been castrated before it's like come on guys just get with the program it's the 2019s like get castrated already the 2019s yeah get castrated already incredible that's that's incredible everyone's doing it yeah like uh in the old uh in the old choirs back in the day yeah uh, they didn't they didn't want women actually singing in it so they just gotta chop the balls off little kids you gotta sing high castratos got that castrato dude that's right look at us with our (laughs) roman culture um, also, wasn't that the time of Shakespeare, too, even? Didn't they do that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Dope. Uh, uh, this part may end up getting cut out. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. The Starks. <laughs> Moving on to the next faction, the Starks. Laying low for a while, but the Starks are back. Arya is a certified bad bitch, like, assassinating everybody. She has her list, and she's going through it. The phrase? Dead. The Fraser dead. Marin Trant dead. Dead. They're all gonna die. But so and also the Walter Frey. Littlefinger dead. The Walter Frey death to me takes the cake though. That was my favorite one. Ah, uh, dude. First of all, she just you know gives him a little uh, little little nice throat slice there, and then after she had fed him his sons, yes, and she goes ahead to impersonate him and then kills the whole family. I love it because I, I hated the phrase the whole show. Oh yeah. But uh, the the death of Littlefinger, I was I was all in on that. Did you expect it when it happened, or were you surprised? Uh, no, I wasn't super surprised by it. I just think they could have done a better job of setting it up. Yeah, I mean, I think that the whole playing the two sisters against each other was interesting. I think you kind of knew where it was headed, though. 
Yeah, I, I, like I don't think Peter would have been dumb enough to really like th- this. Isn't Liza and, and Kat he was talking about? Neither one of them is completely bonkers. Yeah, uh, uh, he never really had his his fingers dug in on either one, and especially after he sold Sansa to to Ramsay. I mean, Sansa was never going to trust him again. Yeah, let's be real here. Quick note on uh, Lord Baelish, Littlefinger, in the in the first book. I listened to it on audiobook, and the the reader, the narrator, kept saying Petire Baelish, and it was the weirdest thing. And then from books two on, he was just Peter. I should have just called him Uncle Pete. Uncle Pete. <laughs> hey, Petey. Um, so, You're killing me, Petey. So, so, so uh, Arya is taking people out. Her first kill will be against whom? It's probably going to be a White Walker. Oh. I disagree. With that, with that dagger. I disagree. Oh, that's right. She has the dagger now. Yeah. But I think it's going to be someone from her list. And yeah. I don't know who, but I think it'll be someone from her list. I, but there's not many people left, I guess, that are still alive. Yeah, there's like nobody <laughs> left on that list, if we're being honest. So, but Sansa, on the other hand, is now Queen of the North. And she's proven to be quite the, not necessarily an assassin, but she's gotten rid of uh, a lot of pretty bad people. I wouldn't call her. I don't think she's Queen of the North. I think she's just Lady of Winterfell right now. But they're calling her Queen of the North. I mean... Where'd you see that? I mean, in absence of Jon Snow. You know? I okay. mean, she's she's in essence the Queen of the North right now. She's the acting Queen of the North at the very least. Yeah, I, I could see that. She survived Joffrey. She survived Ramsay Bolton. The and, two worst characters in the show. And Uncle Petey. Yeah, Uncle Pete. So, I mean, she <laughs> It may- makes him, like, 20 times creepier when you call him Uncle Pete. Well, yeah, and he wears a trench coat and, like, yeah. <laughs> goes to playgrounds all the time. I mean, that's Uncle Petey. <laughs> my, my Uncle Pete uh, was a smoker, uh-huh. so he had, uh, he had to talk with one of those voice box machines. <laughs> he had a hole in his larynx. <laughs> How great would Game of Thrones be if <laughs> Peter Baelish the whole time just talked like this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of uh, of weird voices, like <laughs> I'm super sick of Bran. I hate Bran. I think he's my least favorite character in all of Game of Thrones right now. He's boring. I'm tired of his like. He started out as this cute kid who was adorable with a really high voice. His voice changed over the seasons. They should have castrated him to keep it young and and <laughs> <laughs> and youthful. But now he's got this deep voice and he's always so foreboding. It's like, dude, the emo phase was over. Spider-Man 3 was terrible. We don't need any more characters going full on emo and I'm sick of it. So <laughs> that's my hot take on Bran. Where do you stand? You mean the Night King, right? Yes, I don't get it. I don't understand uh, all these like. Apparently, there's a, the theory that he actually like tries somehow through warring ability ends up becoming the Night King. Well, like it would be more interesting than what he is now, which is just like this foreboding kid and who's always just speaking in riddles, and I'm over it. Um, but what do you want from Bran out of this season? Yeah, uh, I honestly kind of just want him to die, if we're being honest, but. Uh, that's not going to happen. He's not going to die. The whole, yeah. the, the whole thing with him becoming 
the uh, Night King somehow through warging and magic and all that shit. Uh, it's basically just a wormhole of science that I don't understand. Uh, I think I think that's probably what's going to end up happening and going to be the most compelling part of his story. Uh, but can we can we detour for a second and talk about how Samuel Tarley kind of discovered the marriage in the book? Yeah. Uh, but actually, it was Gilly who found out. Yeah. And he just completely took credit for her idea. Yeah. Gilly was just reading off some, some things from that book, right? And he just kind of heard overheard her saying that and thought it was interesting. And and he's like, wait a second. Then what he you just compl- said is... is yeah is the most compelling thing ever. But the fact that he completely took credit for that and it, like, give Gilly no credit at all. Okay, but hold on. <laughs> hold on. What has Samuel Tarly ever had in his life? Like, nothing. He, he killed the White Walker. Yeah, but no one even believes him. Yeah, that's uh, Sam the Slayer. <laughs> yeah, like, the whole, like, if Sam deserves one thing, like, give him this. Give him one well, thing. He should have been so soft. If he would have been so soft, he wouldn't have got sent to the Night Watch to begin with. He would have been the firstborn son. Yeah, but you saw what happened to this for, uh, to the firstborn son. Right, dead. You mean to the secondborn son? He, yeah, he's dead. I'm sorry. It was, yeah, what was the name? Uh, uh, Dickon? Uh, Dickon. Yeah. Dickon. So you saw what happened to him? Ter- I mean, that, terrible name. That dragon took out them real quick. Yeah. I think it would be, like, really funny if... Uh, they had some kind of illness called dragon ass, and it, and it <laughs> caused them to like fart fire. That'd be that'd be that'd be a pretty good add-on to the dragons of uh, Game of Thrones. We should we should talk to George R. R. Martin and, and see if he's interested in that hot take because I do think that would add some it would add something to the show and something to the to the books for sure. Yeah, like maybe Drogon ate some spicy Miranese food. She's got a bad case of indigestion, dragon ass, dragon farting ass. on everybody. Yeah, and <laughs> and the ending of the entire series ends with that, with them just farting on everybody. <laughs> uh, well, Sam knows about so Sam knows about John and Danny. What's he going to do with that information? How is it going to affect things? How how I mean, how long does it take for John and Daenerys to actually find out? Uh, Episode I, one. I think it'll be pretty quick. Yeah, because I think that's what Sam and Brandon are almost immediately going to do, is tell them the truth. Yeah. Uh, and the reaction, what do you think? Still going to bone? Yeah, I mean, they're Targaryens, so it just comes natural for them. Yeah. Well... It's like it's like Arkansas. Did In the show, did they... Did, uh, did Daenerys and her brother ever actually... Bone. No, but it, but it was in the family for forever. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're basically like the monarchy of England. I mean, it's just the most inbred society possible. But like, look, if 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 being, that's what I said, like Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah or roll tide. Arkansas, you know? Arkansas, and and the, the royal family are not that far separated. W- what Come if? On, guys. Well, you yeah. ever seen the movie Deliverance? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was that's my family. Tennessee, but yeah. What if Deliverance is actually just set in uh, in Buckingham Palace and just the entire time it's just the royals? Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I expect. But, like, here's the deal. I do think we'd have a lot different look at incest if we knew that it gave you the ability to never get burned and we'd be down for it. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Like, if, it get, if you gain superpowers out of the deal, <laughs> yeah, it, it exactly. may not be that bad. <laughs> um, speaking of Targaryens, so Danny has two more dragons left, 
one of them obviously is going to be uh, so one of the three is now a white walker dragon, white flyer. What do they call? Yeah, a, a white, blue eyes, white dragon. Is what I've been calling it. Okay, I'm down on that. And and she seems to be the most intent on killing the army of the dead. I mean, she's dead set on it. And we've seen from the previews that she's she's taken. No them pun out. intended. Yeah. Well, and, and then John's probably going to end up riding the other dragon, uh, especially because it's. It, I'm pretty sure the other dragon is named Rhaegal. Right. So uh, he'd be he'd be naming he'd be riding the dragon named after his dad, which is kind of fitting. Well, I mean, yeah. So does, yeah, does I mean does Danny, Danny only ride the determined. one? Yeah, Danny's only rode Drogon, which is fitting because I mean, she she does like to ride Drogo. Let's uh, be honest <laughs> with that. So here here's the question. Not only so one of the questions about the dragons is who will ride the other one. And I think we all agree it's going to be Jon Snow, but. Another question posed that I've seen out there a lot is there was some talk in previous episodes about how dragons can basically change their sex at will. So they may have the ability to reproduce. So could we see more dragons this season? Alex Jones is flipping out right now. Talking about the the water in Westeros is turning the dragons gay. (laughs) Uh, no, but uh, I don't. I don't know if we'll see dragon eggs. Uh, that could be interesting. Yeah, like that you would know, be like, that would be interesting. And you know, what if one more dragon goes down, and then we have two White Walker dragons, two blue eyed, whatever dragons, white dragons, yeah. white dragons, W I G H T, and then they reproduce. So if two dead dragons reproduce, is the baby dragon alive? Uh. There's no way reproduction works with the undead because they they, re, they reproduce asexually. Have you been undead right? before? Like through through bites. I mean, basically every undead creature reproduces through biting or death. Like zombies, that's how they reproduce. It's like a virus being spread. Uh, I'm down. I'm down for that. So I don't know. I I want to see. I want to see what happens with with more dragons. I think it'd be interesting. But in six episodes, I don't think we'll see it. Yeah, uh, I, I just think that having two dragons on the side of the dead would turn the tide too much in their favor. Right. And I don't think uh, D&D can, can write their self out of that hole. <laughs> so, so the speaking of Jon Snow, Aegon Targaryen technically, and he's the heir to the throne if you actually look at it, but he is Daenerys' nephew, right? Yes, that's correct. So, if he's heir to the throne, technically the the right heir to the throne, if you don't count the, you know, the, the Lannisters who overtook the throne, I mean, it could be him in the end that takes that throne, alongside Danny. So we have another, another incestuous relationship on the throne. Yeah, big shout out to incest. It's making a comeback. Well, it's been making a comeback for a long time in Game of Thrones. It's been it's been here for years. Yeah, <laughs> don't call it a comeback. It's been here for years. Speaking of of you know non incestuous relationships, one of the few that we had was Tyrion, and he is technically, for all intents and purposes, part of House Targaryen now. I mean, sure, he has a Lannister name, but it's in name only. So he is the hand of the queen as. You know, as she's calling herself, but uh, 
I don't know. Tyrion has been proving to be both wise and and kind of foolish as her hand. Sent some people to die, made some bad decisions, but counseled her throughout, and she still trusts him. Are we going to to see him die in this series? I don't think so. I don't either. Uh, I, I just I don't see a situation where he gets himself killed. Maybe he's trying to be the hero at some point, but I just, I just don't really see that out of him. Uh, I mean, he'll he'll be one to watch, but out of the characters that are likely to die, I think he's near the bottom. I think like him and like Samuel Tarley. Okay, so are so the, are the so two that I really don't see dying. Let, let me let me yeah, let's let's dive into that. Hold on, give me your top five most likely to die right now, or top three, whatever you want to give me. Who are most likely to die? Uh, so like the biggest characters that I'm gonna say are most likely to die are probably Cersei. The Night King, and I'm gonna go with Danny. Honestly, ooh, okay. I don't think both Dan and Danny and John come out alive. Okay, I'll put it that way. Okay, and least likely to die. You said Tyrion. You said Samwell. Anybody else? It, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think here. I'll, I'll give you mine. My number one to not die, actually, over all of those, is Arya. Yeah, okay, yeah, actually, I, I am going to say Arya because the whole thing is, like, in the books, when George R. R. Martin based that character off of his wife, she said if anything bad happens to Arya, that she is going to return it back to him. Exactly. <laughs> so Arya is probably safe. Do you think that George R. R. Martin's wife has assassinated a bunch of people? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if I'm a policeman and I heard that story, I'm looking into that right now. Oh, yeah. All I'm saying is look into it. <laughs> um, the, the final two I want to talk about, kind of side characters, we have Tormund Giantsbane, who, if you don't know the name, is the red-haired, badass uh, man of the north. What, what were they called? I'm blanking on the name from the north. Wildlings. The Wildlings, who has survived basically everything. I mean, he's proven to be pretty pretty resilient. Um both him and Beric Dondarrion, who, again, a random name, but that's the guy who's died five times, who can summon fire with a sword, and just keeps coming back over and over. Both of those guys have been seen in the previews, so we assume they passed the, the fight at the wall without dying. Um, but will they last long is kind of the main question. You said earlier you don't think they will. Yeah, uh it's it's gonna be interesting to to see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, even if even if they make it south uh, to Winterfell, that Battle of Winterfell is gonna take out some key characters for sure. Speaking of key characters, an, another one that that we don't know if we're gonna see again is is Melisandre, and with her- I think we will because she said she has to die over in Westeros, her and Varys. So interestingly <laughs> enough. I've heard some some rumors here. So the the rumors are that she has mentioned that she's not in the season, but that could just be a massive a red hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, she does have red hair, so <laughs> there you go. And also, wouldn't be surprised. Like I do think the hottest scene in the movie because she's so she's always so naked, but the hottest scene is when she gets naked and then takes turns off into the, the old woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's up there for me for sure. I was like. It was boner alert immediately. Dude, talk about body positive, too. Just willing <laughs> to bear it all out there. Yeah. Can you imagine that actress 
like who had to do that. She's like, well, I'm in on this. <laughs> she probably doesn't know what's going on, dude. She's probably too old. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just told her, hey, we got you a new role. Uh, she has no clue what's happening. Um, all right, uh, a few more questions for you. Will the Lannisters end up helping with the fight against the White Walkers, besides Jamie? Uh, no. Okay. Will we finally get a Clegane showdown? Yes, we're going to get the, Cle- the Clegane Bowl. The Mountain versus the Hound. In season eight. Yep. So in, in what way? So that means, to, okay, so what you're implying right now, the Mountain, who is basically all but a white walker when it comes down to it. He's like a blue and black walker. Um, he's like a he's like a bruised banana walker. Yeah, like he's real gross now. <laughs> yeah, but he's not not great. But still, just like tearing people up, and uh, and so what you're implying is that at some point in time we're gonna have to see the hound fight the mountain, which means that the Lannisters will end up fighting basically the rest of the of Westeros, right? Yeah. Uh, and who comes out on top? Uh, I think the Hound comes out on top, dude. I think he, he has to. The Lannisters yeah, are dead like, this season. Like, like, like whenever he says, uh, "You've always known who's coming for you." At the, uh, at the, uh, in, like within that big meeting between everybody to kind of negotiate the truce. Yeah. Like that, that pretty much guaranteed to me that the Hound is definitely killing Big Brother there. Yeah. Will, will Bran ever be interesting or useful? He's going to be interesting if this whole Bran being the Night King thing comes to fruition. Uh-huh. But it might not, so we'll see. Can you see any other way that he's useful, though? So let's say it's not, that's not true. Let's say that doesn't come to fruition. Will Bran end up providing some other kind of benefit? I mean, I, I guess, like, he could provide, like, battle intel. Like, he can predict where they're going to come from. But that, that's about it, right? I just hate him. I just hate him so much. <laughs> okay, finally, the final question I have for you in this preview episode is, at the end, who will inhabit the throne? And I think you mentioned it already, but but just tell us again. Who's going to be on the throne at the very end? Jon Snow, a.k.a. Aegon Targaryen. Without Daenerys. Without, without Daenerys. I think Daenerys is dead. Will there, She's dead. Will there be a, 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 a world to preside over? Uh, it's going to be like a little bit of a rebuild. I'm thinking Westeros is going to be end up looking like the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie where like the whole northern half of North America is just like unlivable. Everybody had to go south of the border to Mexico. Uh, that's, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Everybody's going to move down to Dorne. So uh, chill, chill out in the desert for a while there. How classic would it be? How classic Game of Thrones would it be if the White Walkers did it, just end up like taking over? That would be the biggest George R. R. Martin move to pull. What if, yeah, what if the White Walkers just completely take over Westeros and they go yeah. back across the ocean to SS? Like, all right, well, well we still it. have this that was it. It was all for nothing. Uh, and it, it's pretty crazy, like, because in the books, the the Long Night is like not just a Westeros thing. Like, there's, like, shit going down across the world. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that works uh, with, with with the show. I don't know if we're going to get to see any of Essos going through this or if it's just going to happen in Westeros. Yeah. You know? I don't think we will. Just with with the time we have left, I don't think you can go into that many subplots that quickly. So yeah. I, I just don't see it happening. But 
but we'll see. To wrap things up, I mean, that's all we kind of have for today. Is there anything else you want to talk about on the preview episode? No, I think that's about it. We got a, we got a quite a season coming up. I'm excited. You're excited. I mean, I think that, that we'll know a whole lot more in the next coming weeks. Hopefully we see more trailers, more footage. Listen, for, for the other 98 and the whitest walkers you know, uh, I'm Rush Hannigan with my man Jay Arnold, Game of Thrones Yo. enthusiast, former Texas A&M defensive end, but most importantly, the Game of Thrones enthusiast. I mean, that's... Yeah, lore, lore experts is what I like to be <laughs> referred to as. All right, well, we'll wrap it up and we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to subscribe and like and everything else that people say at the end of the podcast. Spread, spread the word. Spread the word. Spread the word. And we'll see. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, you can just Venmo me 69 cents. I'll give you a shout out. Wow, you are. You're a cheap date. I like it. You're not wrong. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you all next time. Thanks for tuning in.